When you do a podcast, you've got to have a song where someone sings the title. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? The world is kind of scary when things don't go the right way. So listen to this podcast and it will probably be okay. Probably no guarantees. Hello and welcome to What Could Go Wrong, the best slash worst thing that could ever happen to warriors. I'm Jeff from Happy Valley. I'm joined by Chrissy, veteran escapee survivor of Murderville, Idaho. Hey. Also here's Jeremiah, who clawed his way out of his hometown, the Coffin, California. That's me. We are quite fortunate to have a special guest tonight, Molly Lewis, from the internet. That's me! You can learn more about Molly and her music at mollylewis.wtf, including the seasonally appropriate and fantastically festive music she wrote, Thanksgiving vs. Christmas. Also support her at patreon.com slash molly right now. Please pause the podcast and go do that, then come back. We'll wait. Do 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 All right. No matter how bad you think things are, these three think they could get worse. Today we're going to talk about a fun matter that I've always pondered about immortality and its dual nature. One thing that I've always had problems with would be clothing styles and how do you adapt over time? Ooh, just jumping right into it. I guess you would sort of always go vintage, right? You would just kind of pick a buffer of time between whatever the present year is minus 50 and because you know fashion is is a cycle and so if you always kind of aim for like 40 50 years behind then in you know the year 2020 you'll be dressing for like what the 70s and that'll that'll come back right it's gonna swing around i've heard bell bottoms are coming back so you've got like a fruit cellar where you age your clothes yeah it just when when things go on sale at the end of a season then just kind of stock up and hide them in a time capsule wouldn't that be nice to, like, have <laughs> all over your backyard a bunch of little tombstones for whatever decades of fashion, and then when the time is right, you unearth an entire wardrobe. That's the dream, right? They can't it's just... a really big backyard. What if the squirrels dig up your wardrobe before you get to it, so suddenly there's fashionably hip rodents running around your backyard? What if squirrels go extinct in the time intervening, and then you have kind of this extra exotic fur... <laughs> to incorporate into your wardrobe. I mean, I think moths would ultimately be your downfall in this scenario, but... Ooh. Yeah. No, all of the time capsules are made with a nice cedar lining. Yes, the... No moths. Of course, you're immortal. <laughs> yeah. You thought this out. And do moths eat fur? Like, so a squirrel-based wardrobe might be the best defense. <laughs> I, I know for a fact that moths do, in fact, eat fur. That's gross. Yeah. I mean, you could have backup wardrobes. You're going to have centuries to go over this, after all. It's true. You do have centuries to go over this. Which, you know, I, I, to me, this is like my worst nightmare. Because I basically just want to exist in a place where I look anonymous in whatever I'm wearing. And it just, I would spend a lot of time stressed out that maybe I wasn't doing normal and current correctly. <laughs> like, if, if my, like, jeans and flannel shirts definitively went out of style and I just like stood out everywhere that's miserable sounding well I want I do wonder um because I assume if you if you become immortal somehow like and I, I guess that's sort of a different thing to worry about is how one acquires their mort immortality um either by you know some sort of monkey's paw type thing or being bitten by a vampire sort of twilight style like who knows 
Um, but there would be some sort of immortal wisdom that would be handed down, like, yo, overalls never go out of style. Wear overalls all the You know, like, if there would be <laughs> some sort of meta-filter, but for immortals, you know? Um, Flannels and jeans are always just enough not cool to be something you can wear all the time. Listen, in, in years where there is a Winter Olympics, don't wear plaid. We don't know why. It just always kind of takes a dip, and you're going to super stand out as a vampire if you wear, like, you know, if there's patterns that emerge over, like... <laughs> We're hoping for responsible uh, patriarchs at that point, or matriarchs, for our immortality, of course. Of course. Uh, another thing that would be an interesting thing that would come out, languages, as they evolve over time. Would Ooh. you? Oh, man. Can I tell you how irritating it is to me when I'm reading a book of, say, the vampire persuasion, and the vampires don't speak, ver like, they hang out with mortals all the time, like, they've lived all of their lives in our current, but they don't know modern vernacular, like, that is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's a giant plot hole in existence, so clearly you have to go along with the times, because if you're the vampire living in 2016, it's like, how fair thee, young maiden? Like, that, clearly you're the problem. Like, somebody's like, oh, that's a vampire. Maybe stab it. <laughs> I'm picturing, like, Steve Buscemi in a cloak being, how fares it, fellow non-blood-drinking mortals? How do you do, fellow exactly. mortals? <laughs> I definitely didn't drink any blood this morning. I mean, it's just a dead giveaway. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but yes, total giveaway. If you have not caught up on modern language, I mean... I mean, are you up to date on modern language, Chrissy? I try. <laughs> it's also possible that I'm a vampire. We don't have not verified. I haven't gone into the bunker. <laughs> well, and I I think about how uh, my my dad's uh, mom, my grandma. Uh, I that that is what that ha happens, right? If she's my dad's mom, she's my grandma. <laughs> yes. um, are you a vampire, Molly? <laughs> how not do know what a grandma's called? <laughs> you know the older women in your family who are related to you somehow. Um, she. She lived into her 70s and sort of in the time I remember her, she was in like her 60s and 70s. And she was, which is, you know, in the scale of how old the universe is and how long humans have been a thing, 70 is not that much time. Um, but in that time, she had acquired these expressions that like my dad as a child did not understand. Like she used to like one that made sense to me eventually was like if something was like a beautiful sunset or something, she would say, well, that's enough to make a dog throw his father in the fire. And we would... <laughs> And in, like, 1965, my dad was like, what is that? What is that? And, like, that was not just, like, child incomprehension. That was just like, what does that... What did she just say with her mouth, though? What? Is, how do those words... And can you imagine, like, the bizarre idioms that you would just kind of... Because idioms kind of stick to you like little burrs, you know? And just, like, one day you just find yourself saying, like, well, Poe, but he's nerfed. And someone's like, the hell was... What? <laughs> what did you just... Um, and just, like, if you're, you know, 500 years old, what bizarre, like, 1600s idioms do you just kind of have that you haven't quite exercised? Because <laughs> that would be the tell, I think. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's what's coming around. Every new hip phrase that comes out is really just an immortal saying something that's been around for a long time. Yeah. Just, just making it cycle again. Man, I wish that that person would get themselves to a nunnery. What? <laughs> Cobblestones ahead. We got to update this to streets. Streets ahead. <laughs> Those cobblestones are old-fashioned now. I I remember that. It's true. Or like, and can you imagine the nostalgia? The like, because I was I was born in 1989, and I'm nostalgic about the 90s, which were not that long ago. But can you imagine, like, oh, you kids don't remember the wax cylinder like I do? You know, <laughs> that had a lot of warmth in it. You just can't get with modern equalizers. 
you remember how warm uh, light bulbs used to be? I do. <laughs> that's a good segue. Technology. That's an, uh, another constant thing that moves forward, burns down, and comes back. Imagine having to constantly adapt to that. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I mean, how would an immortal ever understand a computer if, like, my 70-year-old grandma doesn't get it? Yeah, I, I, just the idea of having to adapt sounds tiring, like physically tiring to like have to learn new things because it's tiring for me and I grew up with computers. I had a computer in my room when I was in junior high and computers still kind of exhaust me even though I love them. But like I think of like just my grandma, you know, my grandma grew up in a town with no telephone and like carts and buggies and no cars and now, you know, she has her laptop that she watches like Hallmark movies on in her living room and she texts, which is awesome. And she's in her 80s. But I can't, when I, she talks about the stretch in technology, I can't comprehend having to go through that. Like, I'm really nervous for our next jump in technology because I just, I don't think it's something I can handle. I think the obviousness of the new technology is like, oh man, anybody could have could have done that has got to be something that scales horribly as, as you are immortal. Because like, oh, I mean, a wheel, that's pretty cool. You put two of them, oh, that's a chariot? Okay. You put two chariots together and call it a cart. That's just two chariots put together. And then having that happen with everything for hundreds of years has got to just add up. Well, can you imagine, like, it, at some point, like, there's got to be, there's always the immortals that are, like, super rich because they're like, yeah, I invested in IBM. But, like, the vampires that were like, you know what, like, there's no way that's going to catch on. And they just have nothing because they constantly are believing that the next thing is there's no possible way it's going to happen. That would be me. That would be me as an immortal. Like, talking on a thing across the country, that's not, no way. No wires? Gotta be kidding me. I would never invest. I would be the poor vampire, like, living in a cave somewhere. I think that would be me, too. And... In fairness, a lot of the sort of things that I don't pursue in the places I don't travel is because I go like, well, if I do that, though, I'm going to mess it up and then die, you know? And so once I don't have that, I'll be like, yeah, you know what? I will build my tiny home and live in a field and hope for the best, you know? Because, like, mortal me is going like, well, I don't know how to fix a septic system. What happens if my if my gravity toilet fails and then I get dysentery or scurvy or something? And then I, you know, like, I don't know how to fix my car. But if I'm just immortal, then I can just chill until somebody drives by and knows how to fix my car, you know? It's true. Does asceticism become a valid option when you don't have to worry about... I mean, do you still have pain and stuff? like, Or is it just like, well, this isn't going to kill me. Literally, it's not going to kill me. So I can endure anything, even Let's middle of you Iowa. You still feel everything. It just doesn't end you. Okay. Oh, sort, that's awful. Sort of the cheerleader from Heroes is kind of what we're describing <laughs> and not the sparkly You'll, you'll get better vampire. eventually. <laughs> but at the, okay, at the so, same rate as a human, not any kind of super Well, human. you're immortal, so probably faster. Sure. I mean, it didn't kill you after all, right? Yeah. I guess Let's go with like so, Wolverine recovery. Okay. That, that just is, but no, like hurting yourself all the time like that. No. Like well, I'm, I'm you don't 31. don't want it to happen. But it sort of nerfs the stakes of it. It's like... I guess, yeah. Going broke in The Sims when you have unlimited money, you know? Yeah. yeah. Can you just imagine, though, like, daily knee pain? Like, say you become immortal when you're 30. Like, I have daily <laughs> knee pain now. for the rest of your life. Uh... <laughs> like, just waking up every day with that dull ache in my knee forever? That's sounds awful. It's kind of yeah. the same rationale behind the, like, well, I will just freeze myself until they cure this disease that I'm dying of, you know? But you have to wait that time out in real time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all a dream sequence. I mean, if you are 
immortal, do you plateau at a certain age and just stay that age, or do you just kind of continue to age until the end of until like the Earth goes away? Like, oh, because either way, that doesn't death. sound great. Yeah, well, because there is a you know, there's a threshold where you can't. It's harder to learn languages, you know, kind of parts of your mm -hmm. brain harden up. And is there just a point where you are just this intractable immortal and all of your brain is all calcified and you can't learn anything? Like, because that would be, that's purgatory is what that is. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's why there's that dude in Southeast who's just speaking Sanskrit all day long and nobody understands him because he's immortal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, these so are all pick problems. out immortals now? <laughs> these are certainly. <laughs> these are warning signs. <laughs> Grooming choices over the ages. Imagine having to constantly adapt your own personal fashion choices on this. Uh, can you imagine being in a, like the kind of person who can't grow a beard and that's fine, but then beards really make a comeback? <laughs> you know, and you're it's like kinda... necessary. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or, you're, or if you're immortal but locked at like age seventeen for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, this, is that where like Shakespeare in Love, where you just well, I guess I'm going to play all the women's roles in the 1600s until. Beards are out of fashion again, mm -hmm. and then I'm and then I'm back, baby. Yeah, yeah. I think again, you just gotta kind of choose a retro style and really commit really hard to it, so people just think that's your shtick. Because mm -hmm. like, if I go to a Denny's and I see some lady in like you know a nice vintage dress with like the victory rolls in her hair, I don't go, "That lady's a vampire," you know. I, yeah. I go like, "That lady has her act together," and I really appreciate you know commend. <laughs> Commendable. <laughs> she spent right. so much time on her hair today. Like, wow. I mean, can you imagine, like, I, if I were immortal, I would maybe one day learn how to do, you know, the cat eye eyeliner. At, mm. Like, I think that's how long it would take for me to figure that out. And so, oh, my goodness. If I live 500 years and I'm practicing my cat eye and then I get it perfect, I'm going to wear that all the time. Yeah. That was probably brought back by an Egyptian woman who's been working on it. For like three millennia. I and she's like, nailed it! Going on Vogue. And then, Vogue's a thing, right? <laughs> well, that was like her, like, sort of like a ghost. Like, that was her one reason for continuing to haunt this earth, was she had to get that down. And then, now she's complete. She can pass on. She dissolved into the aftersphere. What a miserable thing to have to conquer before you can, before you can move on. Like, I, <laughs> just day after day. Immortality isn't all sun and flowers. Like, you'd sneeze. Fuck, I gotta start over again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fitness and health throughout the ages. That's changed dramatically depending on which cultures you look at. Here's the thing. I feel like as an immortal, like, currently, as far as, like, health goes, it's only gotten better. In that, you know, like, where you would go to the doctor and be like, Doc, I've got a runny nose. And the doctor's like, here, have some leeches. We're gonna have them hang on you for the next two hours and just bleed you out a little bit to like now doc i've got a runny nose here have some antibiotics like that's an improvement but i feel like fitness wise like things have gotten so much harder that isn't immortal everything's gotten easier which makes fitness harder if you started off in a time where like you had to walk everywhere that's like really easy but now you have to like make time for fitness like go somewhere to do it and that that seems like it would be a hard transition it'd be just i would end up being a really lazy immortal is what i'm saying i think that would be the perk though because what is the point of exercising if not trying to buy, like, carbon credits against your own eventual death, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, like, really my main incentive to exercise is, like, well, let me just buy a couple minutes on the end of my life here. And so if you're an immortal, then really what is the – I mean, I guess if you, if you still metabolize and you still need to eat and you can still get injured and stuff, then presumably you could still, like, gain weight – I don't know, because I, I'm sort of on this, when I sort of diet and when I sort of modify my diet, I think like, well, I'm in my 20s, so my metabolism is okay now, but I'm going to have to work a little harder on this when I hit 30, 40. But when you're an immortal, what is your yardstick for that, you know? Like, 
there's no sort of you're sort of yo-yo you sort of accept that your weight will fluctuate over your lifetime but if you don't have a lifetime if it's just life you know then how do you go like what is your sort of I know I'll gain weight around the holidays. And if you're an immortal, are you like, well, around the, the time the, the century turns, that's when I tend to pack it on, you know, because people get real excited about the end of the millennium. And, the, you know, like. And the metrics change. Like, I, well, I could catch a mammoth after like three hours of endurance hunting. And now you can't test that, right? Yes. So yeah. your metrics go out the window. Yeah. I think like rule number one as an immortal is like, just throw away the scale because that has no meaning for you anymore. And then just like. Try to make sure you leave your house once a day. I imagine it would take being an immortal and living through like maybe two or three, like there are entirely contradictory sort of body image trends, like in the 40s, uh, like, you know, the 20s being very thin was very attractive. And then mm -hmm. it's sort of and then, you know, it went the other way and sort of being very curvy was attractive. And they were selling like pack on some weight, like have bigger boobs and butt with this product. And then it, it swings. And so I imagine you would go through that yo-yo a couple times before you went, you know what, this is meaningless, and I'm an immortal, and I don't have time to worry about this, and yet I have all the time, so that's, that's saying something for worrying about weight gain, you know what I mean? Yeah, and then yeah. you've got the immortal person who has, like, every fitness fad item, who, like, had that belt that goes around the hips in the 20s that just shakes it all off, yeah. and they see the shake weight, and like, oh, I'm ready for this, <laughs> and they get the shake weight, and they're like, yep, this is it, I'm so glad that I lived through everything to get the shake weight yeah yeah if i was the mortal that like was good at investment which we've already like made that it's not me like i would totally be the one that just watched qvc all day long and was like oh yeah that 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 toy that fitness trend that and i would just have like i would be a weirdo hoarder it would be like that show where they go and there's all the old stuff in like barns that people have just been holding on to american pickers. generations that show american pickers would be like that only it would be like everything was still in boxes and like brand new from like the past 10 years and from qvc you would basically live in a bed bath and beyond is what i'm hearing yeah basically <laughs> <laughs> not the worst existence yeah. it, like i think it has everything you need to survive well you'd never run out of towels yeah or soap your two beds are both half length, so you, <laughs> yeah. so you kind of have your legs falling off the end. That'd be Those half length beds are like the perfect size for me, so okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all the time we have for tonight. Chrissy, Jeremiah, Molly, please give our audience your fond farewells. Molly, thanks so much for joining us tonight. It was really fun to have you. And everybody else, I hope you have a great week and uh, be good to yourselves. Thank you guys so much for uh, your your awesome work you're doing on this podcast as a fellow worrier. I, I really appreciate having a worrier uh, representation in the media. It's really very important. We're glad that we can provide a valuable service that people will live forever and carry with them at least a valuable few. Yeah, you know who you are. Wink. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Talking about the, the downsides of immortality. Dying doesn't seem so bad, right guys? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got to do it. Remember to adapt. Thanks for listening. <laughs>